Welcome to another episode of Leader Generation by Tenlo Radio, a show where we help B2B and CPG marketers unlock the power of digital marketing to fuel growth and creativity in their organizations. Our host today is Cheryl Beam, the Director of Copywriting at Tenlo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Leader Generation, brought to you by Tenlo Radio. I'm your host, Tessa Berg, and today I have Brian Lee, the VP of Sales and Customer Success at Foxcast. Thank you, Brian, for joining us today. Yeah, hey, Tessa, how are you today? It's great to be here. I am wonderful. It is April Fool's Day (laughs) uh, when we're recording this, and we were 60 degrees yesterday, and now it's snowing. Yes, yes. It's always Mother Nature's way of reminding us that we live in Northeast Ohio and that it can still snow in April, right? Correct. (laughs) Yes. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the services your business provides and the opportunity it affords B2B marketing leaders and really marketing leaders across a lot of industries to increase engagement with their audience. We're really excited to jump into this conversation. As we know, the pandemic changed the way that we go to market, especially in B2B. We were really used to going to trade shows, being in person for product demos, and getting a lot more of that physical contact. And since then, we've been forced into this very virtual world. But what we want to explore today is how services like live streaming are not just a great replacement for those types of physical touches as a result of the pandemic, but can really help you amplify and get more visibility on your product demos, on your people, on your thought leadership all year round, and even when we return back to what might be normal. So Brian, to kick us off, tell us a little bit about yourself and BoxCast. Yeah, great, that's a great intro. So first off, um, yeah, Brian Lee, I'm, uh, I'm here in Cleveland as well, Cleveland, Ohio. And just a quick background on me. My wife and I live here in Big Village. We've got three young daughters, 10, 8, and 5. So it's likely I may be interrupted by one of them at some point during this episode, but it'll be, it'll be great. That's why live video is awesome because anything can happen. But yeah, working for BoxCast for four years now, I've had a couple of different roles, mostly on the, on the sales and customer success side and now leading both of those teams, all of those departments together combined uh, under one roof. BoxCast has been around since 2013. And like Tessa said, it's a live video streaming company. We make it really easy and available for anybody to become professional live streamers. Back in 2013, you used to have to really convince people why live streaming was important. People really didn't know what it was, how it could be accomplished. It was really difficult and technology wasn't as accessible maybe back then. And today things have really changed and the world we know it, it's, you know, live streaming is a part of our everyday existence. It seems like open up your phone and you're seeing some sort of live broadcast or live announcement of some sort or uh, ability to find something live, you know, at your fingertips. So it's really exciting to be working for a company that's making it easy for people to share experiences with people all across the world. So, yeah. So other than that, I think that's a good intro. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode is actually coming on the heels of an interview we did 
with Fred Andersky from Bendix, and they hosted and live streamed a virtual event. But really, live streaming should be a bigger part of our overall content strategy now and post-pandemic. Tell us a little bit about the value that live streaming brings to an overall sort of communication plan. Yeah. So yeah, live streaming can definitely be a huge you know, value add to any marketing team's plan. A lot of marketing teams today already have some sort of focus on video, whether it's content creation or what have you. There's aspects of your marketing team that's already focusing on that. So why not take it a, a step further and think about adding live video as another tool in your tool belt. So live video can add a, a bunch of different value. Preparing for this broadcast, I was reading up on some, some studies and one of them did mention that like upwards of 67, 70% of digital marketing teams, you anticipate using video marketing and, and you know, as a top level priority. So, so as Tessa mentioned, it's, it's very important. And I think what we're seeing, especially over the past year with the pandemic, is that remote viewers and your audience, wherever they come from, they demand access to video now more than ever. The access to live video is, is increasing. You know, there's just billions of hours of content watched live every, every month on, on YouTube and whatnot. There's just, there's the access to, to video is, is increasingly, it's increasing at such high rates. It's, it's you know, it's definitely, you know, got to be an important part of, of any marketing tool. But why live streaming, right? Well, it's, it's really more accessible and easier than ever. Um, and a company like BoxCast makes it really easy to go live and to host your content and to make it available in different areas across your social media platforms. You know, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, they've all made it really easy to go live and to share video at any point you want to go live. And so while it's really good to have that accessibility to go live in the moment and to maybe share quick videos here and there, there's also, you know, services like BoxCast where you can use it to do more things like trade shows and conferences and trainings and demos and webinars, just all that, all that stuff that maybe in the past we would take it for granted and, and do in person. Well, when you do a live stream as well, combined with in person, you're really expanding your audience. You're touching more people. You're you're getting your message out to, to, to more to more viewers. And so um, it's really just increasing your impact on your overall viewership. And so that's why we think it's really important. We've seen a really large increase in you know, B2B type companies looking for services like BoxCast or even production companies who service B2B companies who may not have large marketing teams. And so maybe they can't produce their own event or they need help bringing a live stream of their product demo to their viewers. They just don't have that expertise in-house. In There's a lot of companies out there that will use a service like BoxCast as well to help you get the, that video out to your viewers. So that's something to think about too, if you don't have the team internally. Yeah, I agree with all of your points. And I think one of the questions that kind of comes top of mind for me is, you know, what exactly does BoxCast as a tool do? Because you said people are more familiar with live streaming. And I think the way I became familiar with it was actually seeing those alerts from LinkedIn, like, oh, so-and-so is going live now, or Facebook, like this person is videoing right now. And, and I've clicked into a few and they have been really good. 
But what's the difference between if I were to do a live stream on LinkedIn or Facebook versus using a service like Boxcast? Yeah, that's a great question. That's one we get a lot lately, actually. And so uh, we did just write a, a blog about it, which is great. But anyways, it, it is. There's, there's a little bit of a difference. And so, you know, I think utilizing both is key, actually. So as I, I think I kind of mentioned earlier, like if you, um, you should be utilizing both. If, if you're utilizing video and your audience is on those platforms where they want to engage and that's, and that's how they want to get their, their information, then you you know you can use LinkedIn and, and Facebook and, and Instagram to go live in the moment and do fun things like that. But it's also good to incorporate you know your bigger events or maybe your longer live streams using a platform like Boxcast when you need something that's a little bit maybe a little bit more reliable. You're looking for the quality to be a little bit better, perhaps. Maybe you're looking for some features that we make available, like graphic overlays and captions, or the ability to charge a ticketed price to enter the events, or you want to share your live stream to multiple destinations, not just you know going live on Facebook through their app. You can go to Facebook, to YouTube, to Twitter, to your website all at the same time, um, really extending your reach to wherever your viewers are most comfortable you know, getting, their, getting their video from. So there's a lot of benefits from looking for a provider like Boxcast to help manage your live stream you know, events you can categorize different videos. So like if you've got a bunch of training videos, you can, you know, you can create a playlist of videos that are, are suited for, for that purpose or if they're webinars or if they're podcasts, you can create a podcast channel and you can take some of our embed codes and plug those into the different podcast tools. And you know, now, you're, now you're live streaming a podcast. And there's just a lot of different things that allow you, you know, with a, a platform like Boxcast that allows you to get even greater value out of the live streaming. Yeah. So it sounds like there's really a spectrum of use cases and a spectrum of ways to engage your audience using live streaming. On the simplest end, you can do that sort of real-time emulate what's happening on Facebook or LinkedIn. And what I loved about your tool is that it connects to those. So I could do it through Boxcast and then distribute mm -hmm. through multiple channels. And then on that middle side, it could be for things that are regular and really elevate and expand the audience of thought leadership. And then on sort of the, if I'm look, picture, I'm picturing this in my mind and realizing that only Brian can see me wave my hands around, but on the far right, it's, this is really a tool that could be used in subscription membership businesses to monetize their content and to start giving more added value to their members, whether it's through selling tickets or even giving them exclusive access and selling to external non-members. So those are three really powerful use cases that are not pandemic specific. I know you guys had quite a boom <laughs> when the pandemic happened, but those are things that feel like they could keep going. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I think it, it just gave you know, people the encouragement to find another avenue to get, to continue to communicate and reach people, their audience when they couldn't. And now that people have like taken that step into live video, I don't see that trend going away. You're right. The, the different use cases that we see on a daily basis is incredible. So 
it's fun to see people taking live video in different use cases in creative ways and you know making it their own to continue to communicate with their their community because because in the end that's what this is about it's it's engaging with your community it's 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 live video i think we all have that you know kind of know that difference when we're when we're watching something live and it's raw versus something that's prepared and, and produced and uh, while there can be that mix and that's a good mix too um you know live video often um, just has that different you know aspect to it it's it's it, it feels different to the viewer it makes you feel more involved and in, uh, in the experience and uh, a part of you know a part of the action yes i really like how when you're in a live stream or viewing live video, even though people are scattered all across the country, it feels like you're all in the same place physically. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel that same way about a clubhouse. Like I love just to go in and because we're all in that moment together, but video even elevates it up another level because when you can see people, when you can see their expression, I feel like it just adds the experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I agree. So with BoxCast too, it's a great tool to integrate, you know, with Zoom. Um, you know, a lot of people have used, you know, been turning to Zoom over the pandemic. And, you know, one of the things you can do with with BoxCast and Zoom is, you know, if you want to, if you want to host a webinar, maybe there's, you know, it's just, it's like Tessa and I here talking, but we want everybody to wa- else to watch, you know, through BoxCast or through YouTube or, or, or Facebook, we can use someone like BoxCast to then you know, take this feed and, and push it out to the viewers so that we can still communicate this way, have some you know, two-way communication, but then also people can watch live without having to all join one Zoom and have you know 100 people on here and everybody watching at the same time. So a lot of different use cases. It's, it's been fun to see kind of where we started a year ago, I think when we went home uh, and where we are today with, with how people are using the service. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about that. What are some of the features in BoxCast that allow the live stream host to interact with the audience, you know, before and during or even after the live stream event? Yeah, great question. I think it's, again, one of those things that, you know, BoxCast provides additional value to what maybe some of the things you're already doing. You know, one of the things I, I think you touched on earlier was the ability to, you know, if you have an event that's coming up, you know, I can create that event in BoxCast. I can push that event out to YouTube and Facebook and create that event there so that my viewers can then go in and subscribe to it or get notifications about it when it goes live. So that's a great tool that creates um, some awareness to upcoming events. That's great. If you're trying to use BoxCast to monetize, um, you know, something, if it's a Maybe if you're an instructor of some sort, or um, it's some, it's a it's a um, fundraiser of whatnot. You could you could use our ticketing feature and drive ticket sales ahead of time and promote that through your social media channels and uh, you know other things, driving people to your site to either get more information about the video or to you know purchase tickets ahead of time. You can do things like a pre-roll video or a countdown timer so that people, when they go see the video, they can have a message that they're greeted with, um, that you can welcome mm-hmm. them, um, let them know what they're about to see. Um, you can upload documents so that when I go watch the video, I can download a PDF. Of, you know, if you're handing something out to somebody in person, that person watching in, you know, on video should you know, also get that same handout, let's say. Um, so you know, if you're passing something out at an event, you can make it available for the live streamer. 
um, dur you know, during the broadcast, um, a lot of the same things you can make closed captioning available. Um, so accessibility is a huge thing with live streaming today, making live streaming accessible for, for those who are hearing impaired is a, is a big um, topic these days. So we, we make that available. Um, viewers can share the broadcast to their social media while they're watching. Mm. So if they're really enjoying something they want to share it to their network, they can share that during the broadcast, which is great. We allow you to watch almost on you know any device. So if you're watching on your phone or your computer, or if you're if you want to utilize our ability to stream to boxcast or to, to smart TV channels, you can do that. So a lot of different engagement there. You can do things like adding third-party chat, or maybe maybe you maybe the bulk of your audience is in Facebook, um, and they're watching there. Um, you can utilize Facebook or YouTube um, for their chat features to engage with your audience you know, live during the video as well. Again, after the video, some additional, I guess, engagement opportunities would be like, you know, sharing highlights from the live stream. So if, you know, there was something that really awesome happened or a great idea that came out of it or, you know, whatever it might've been, you can, you can grab highlights and uh, continue to share those. Um, you can create different video on demand channels so that, you know, if it's a continuation of a series of educational events or a series of webinars, you can group those all together and, create you know quick access to those for your for your viewers so I don't know I hope that answered some of the some of the features you were looking for there I think it definitely answered the question and it really demonstrated the point that live stream events are not just for that moment like they have legs mm -hmm. and sort of give you momentum to keep that visibility going so I have the live stream event now I've produced this content and now I have a platform and tools to distribute out and mm -hmm. to continue to get people to increase my audience either for the next live stream or drive them deeper uh, into our communities. One other thing tested that came out of the, over the past year was the uh, was our feature simulated live, which allows you. So not everything necessarily has to be live either, right? You could always create content and upload it to Boxcast and then present it to your viewers as if it's live too. So. That's another way you can you can go about presenting content too. Maybe you do want to pre-produce something, but then show it to your community at a certain time, all at the same moment. Well, you can do that with you know with the simulated live feature, and so that's also a fun way to maybe you know take it up a notch and provide a little bit more produced content as well, or, re, or reuse and you know reuse content over and over. We're gonna pause for a quick minute to hear from our sponsors. What's one of the biggest challenges that marketers face? It's that the sales team doesn't understand the value of digital marketing. To help prove your worth, simply boost the volume of ready-to-buy customers and help your sales team win more customers faster. To get started, download the guide, Five Data Exchanges Between Sales and Marketing to Increase Win Rates. Download the guide at tenlo.com. That's T-E-N-L-O dot com. And now back to our show. Yeah, I think that balance uh, would really resonate with you know a lot of our clients and a lot of enterprise clients because you always want control over some part of it, but I you know that it's produced that we went through a creative director that you know and there's still creative direction mm -hmm. and uh, direct you know direction in general and production that happens with a live stream event and professionals make everything better, but I do like 
that it limits the amount of time you have to overthink and send through like a bazillion edits to the same thing. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you just, you get it, you shoot it, it's done. And then you can edit it after. And I like that post editing gives you an opportunity to maybe then personalize it a little. That's a really cool feature. I did not know that existed. Um, giving people a little bit more opportunity to produce something up front. Yep. So I really interested in some of the clients you have and what their experiences have been when you get feedback about hosting a live stream event, how do they define success? I think there's a number of ways um, and it depends who the, it depends who it is as well, right? Because the person filming or, you know, uh, responsible for the production versus, you know, the marketing person might be, might have two different like, <laughs> you know, KPIs or, you know, different data that they're looking at. But so I guess I'll review a couple of things. From a technical perspective, it's like, did the stream go live? Did it not crash? Did it, you know, did it buffer at all? Was there any loss of video? Like those, those are like very like, you know, critical moments and important, but maybe not to the marketing person. But when we look at it, you know, we, we initially see, you know, for users, the first time they go live with Foxcast, their initial, their, their first like moment is first time going live and seeing themselves. Like maybe they're just, it's just a camera that's turned around or their phone or their camera from their computer, whatever it is. And it's, it's going live and it's like, oh, wow, look, okay, that was, that was easy. I clicked like five buttons and I'm live and I can see this. Okay, cool. Like I did it. Wow. That's, that's great. And then as you continue to go and you start connecting your social media platforms and you start scheduling your first live streams and you start seeing viewers, you really start to see, you know, the value build up and you get more and more excited. So I think for, for our viewers, what's most, in, or for, I'm sorry, for our users, what's most important to them in terms of, in terms of viewership is just seeing the different analytics that we provide in, in the software. So live versus recorded views, how long people are viewing for, so average duration of, of views, what states and countries are they getting viewers from? So we provide you a nice map and it shows you different areas of the, of the world people are viewing from, and you can um, kind of zoom in and see how many views there were from different places. You can track your ticket purchasing. We also have a donation feature. So like you can track different things like that. You do have the ability to look at like unique versus um, total views. So if you're interested in how many unique devices we're looking versus the total number of, you know, total number of views, that's another thing that we kind of give you to dissect on. And so a lot of them, it just depends. It just depends on what type of broadcast it is. And you know, sometimes more people could be looking for total number of views. Sometimes other people would be actually looking for a longer, you know, duration of view. Mm-hmm. It's great if I've got, you know, a thousand viewers, but if they're only watching for a minute of my hour broadcast, you know, is that as valuable as having a half the number of views, but they're watching for 45 minutes? I guess it just depends on what you're doing. So it's, it just depends you know, who you are, what you're, what you're streaming, what's, what's important to you and what you're trying to drive. Um, but those are some of the, I guess, some of the more important things that people initially look out for. And then again, you, you also have those technical things. Is the, is the platform reliable? Is it, is it working? Um, we give you diagnostics as well. So like during the stream, you can see like, okay, data's passing through, everything's, you know, working like it should. And, um, so it gives you some in broadcast information so that you can see that everything's working well. Yeah. When you were describing that, I got a visual of an episode from Silicon Valley where they win like their first big sponsor and they're going to do a live stream and they're just making sure 
that the picture quality is good and doesn't crash. Yeah. <laughs> um, Classic. And, yeah. <laughs> I love that series. But uh, one of the things that you were describing the metrics of success, it feels like it's very similar, like Google Analytics, but for live streaming. Mm -hmm. Have you found that there's like an ideal live stream duration amount? Like, is an hour too long? How's 15 minutes? I feel like in our world of webinars, it's sort of all across the board. Uh, but, you know, we've seen a lot of success in sort of these shorter webinars, like 15 to 25 minutes keeps, you know, higher quality engagement. Is there anything similar like that in live streaming? Yeah, you do, you do start to see it, um, spe you know, specific to the different types of streams. So in the industries we serve. Yeah, you know, I've looked at it before. I want to say like, of all of our customers, the, the thousands of customers we have, I think the average duration is probably lower than you expect. Actually, maybe it's not. It's 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 probably around like ten to fifteen minutes, maybe oh. probably closer to ten. And I would say the average duration of a broadcast is probably about an hour um, total duration. So like, you know, that um, you have your events that are longer, and what you also have is you have people who watch you know specific pieces of a broadcast, and so. Maybe they were actually there live, but they want to go back and watch it recorded because it's something really caught their eye or they need to like, they need to go back and refer to something. And, and so they go back and they find that very specific piece of the video. So like you have those watch, you have those viewers, you have the people who are watching the full duration or people who come and go, right? They, maybe they, they start it, they stop, they come back later that evening, they complete it. So like the duration is tough because it's an average of all those different types of views. But it's fun. You can you you can try to segment it based on you know live and recorded as well, and give you some more information. But it's yeah, I, I would I you know I would say you know most I think you know most people on social media uh, you know if I'm flipping through Facebook you know average duration there for a view is I, I don't maybe ten to thirty seconds is probably uh, average. So which would make sense you know based on that versus something that's more you produce like a live event, you'd expect maybe a little bit longer of a, of a view time. You hit on a really important point that setting expectation ahead of the live stream may increase engagement. So I know when I need to be there for, when I can drop off or what I might want to see later. So almost by giving people a rundown of, hey, here's what we're going to cover. Mm -hmm they'll be engaged during that time, but then may also come back and again, increasing that amplification and engagement post live stream. Yeah, yeah. So I know that uh, you guys had a very big 2020. What most excites you heading in to 2021? You had this boom, you're getting new clients, new data. You recently made an acquisition. What's coming up for BoxCast? Yeah, I, I think the things that excite us the most is that we feel like the industry is is really expanding and there's a lot of opportunity in it. And so we want to continue building this amazing product that helps people uh, stay connected and to engage with their communities and, and continues to make people a part of the experience wherever they are. And I think that obsession and the fact that technology is making it easier and easier for people to start live streaming or, or to be able to pick up a phone and, and to create a live stream or whatever it is, it's just, it's so accessible now that really anybody can do it. And so I think what excites me is that people have started to take that leap and, you know, they're not afraid to get started or it's not as hard as it used to be. And so I, I think that just vastly opens our target, you know, market 
of who our customers might be. Um, in the past, we have targeted a lot of just organizations because they were, you know, live stream was mostly for um, recurring events or, you know, large scale productions. Um, and that's not necessarily the case anymore. And, you know, social media and things like Clubhouse and TikTok shows us that, right? Anybody can pick up a device and really just kind of go live whenever they want to. And so how can someone like BoxCast really provide anybody additional value you know, when it comes to live streaming. So I think that's, you know, how do, how, you know, in 2021, how do we really expand, not just in organizations, but uh, just for the common everyday person who wants to, to live stream and, and, and the opportunities are really just endless there. So it's, it's, it's really exciting. It is. So you can serve from personal to professional and it's easy to get started. If I were a marketing leader and I'm thinking about this within my budget, how much you know, should I invest in live streaming if I'm balancing it out with other ways of creating video or creating really any type of content? Yeah, you know, good question. I, you know, I think um, it could vary, you know, depending on if you already have, you know, investments into video already. So if you already have a lot of the, you know, uh, technology needed, the computers or equipment, the cameras, the video switchers, a lot of that stuff, then, that, then that's great. You know, live streaming is not much more of an investment on top of that. A service like BoxCast will range anywhere from $1,200 a year to maybe, you know, $2,300, $2,400 a year, depending on what you're needing to do. And so it's, it's, it's probably a very low portion of that budget, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not that much to really kind of jump in. And, and it doesn't take, you know, we, you know, we offer a free trial um, so you can, you can get in, you can get started, see if it's right for you, if it's the right fit. And then, and then if so you know, continue on with it, or if it's, if it's not the right fit, then that's okay too, but at least you tried. It's one of those things that it's like, it's, it's really accessible. You know, your competitors are probably testing it or doing it. People are seeing a lot of value with it. It's, it's, um, you know, video is certainly helping sales growth over the past year. Sales is be, or video is becoming very influential in, in different email tactics, right? And sales tactics and all that good stuff. So video is everywhere. So why not see, how live video can help, you know, you engage with your community and, and stay connected. It's interesting that you said, you know, it's really not that expensive to layer it on. So if I already have the content, or even if I already have uh, an event or a a frequent reason to engage like product demos or sales Mm -hmm. demos, then having a service like Boxcast helps me get the most out of that engagement. So you set up a live stream, it allows me to interact with the audience. It also creates a regular cadence so that people know what to expect. So maybe they don't tune in every time, but they watch recording. Mm -hmm. I really love the value from both a data and content calendar management perspective. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and if if you're already recording it for you, so, you know, why not, why not just stream it live, right? If you, if you're, if you're doing the recording, you have the ability to do it, stream it live, give it a shot, engage your audience more. I'm guessing they will appreciate it and you'll get great reviews, you know, live versus recorded. So it's, it's definitely worth a shot. That is awesome. So we are going to be doing our own live stream event with Brian and BoxCast. If you have ideas or questions that you want to see in that event, go to tenlo.com. Our chat bot is there. Just submit uh, the questions directly to us or shoot me an email at tessa at tenlo.com. And Brian, if people want to follow up with you or follow you, how can they get in touch with you? 
You can find me on LinkedIn or email me at brian.lee at boxcast.com. It's B-R-I-A-N. And yeah, feel free to reach out and happy to answer any questions you have about live streaming. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really interesting and has really opened up, I think, a lot of opportunity for marketing leaders and content managers to think about how do they extend the content they're already doing or how do they add to the sales demos and trade show activity they're already doing with a really high engaging live stream tool. Oh, last thing, almost forgot. We will post about our live stream event probably on the podcast page. So you can go to tenlo.com for that. And hopefully we at Tenlo also start doing live streaming more regularly because this is definitely between this and the last podcast on virtual events, um, we're really excited about this as a trend for our clients, but also for us. So thanks so much for all the knowledge. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's uh, been a pleasure and I'm really in the podcast myself. And so this is my first time coming on one. So it's like one of those, I don't know if it's like a dream come true, but it's like, yeah, it was pretty fun. And th- thanks for having me, Tess. It's been great. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad we were the first. All right, Brian, <laughs> we'll be talking to you again soon. Okay. You've been listening to another episode of Leader Generation by Tenlo Radio. Be sure to subscribe on tenloradio.com.